Get Real with Lisa Crown podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to dive right into an exclusive interview that I have with one of our top sales executives in the nation. Check it out. Is our very own Jason Webb from Fidelity in the Bay Area in California, top exec in the nation, actually in the top 5% last time we checked, but most likely this next year, probably in the top 2%. He's a killer in the business. Joining us today as the spotlight, we're so honored to have you, Mr. Jason Webb. Thank you very much, Lisa. Happy to be here. All right. I wish I had an audience because everybody would be <laughs> cheering and screaming for you. Um, so today we're just going to ask you a couple of questions. Want to sure. get to know you and your business better and um, you've been a real standout to me, Jason, in the nation, you know, as I interview and uh, coach hundreds and thousands of different people around town. I just, you've always stood out to me because it doesn't matter who joins your company, whether they're doing their brand spanking new and have no business, or they've been in a really long time. You are such a, an avenue of wealth of information and wisdom, and you share your best practices. And to me, I just am extremely impressed with the way that you carry yourself and how you give back to your colleagues, your company, and your community. So thank, thank you. you and congratulations. Yeah, I, love, I, I love giving back. It's what, yeah. it's what it's all about. It, it just represents you so well. I just, I feel like the world needs to hear you speak because, okay. and I definitely want to dive into that a little bit because sure. we are taught in business to kind of keep everything to ourselves. Like you got a nugget, you hold your nuggets. Like you are such an open book. I'm so in awe of the way that you conduct yourself. It's, it's really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So in a nutshell, tell us, how did you get where you are today? Well, um, I'll be turning 40 uh, in July. Cheers. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Thank you. So kind of stepping back, I think about uh, my career and I got into uh, the real estate industry at age 21, so 19 years ago, uh, I was a uh, lender uh, back then. I think anybody could be a lender, right? Um, so I did that for a couple of years, and I was being recruited by uh, another title company. Um, and so I eventually took the offer, uh, went over to that title company, and, um, you know, uh, Kathy Williams, who I look up to a lot within our company, she always told me I needed to cut my baby teeth somewhere else, right? Before I came over to Fidelity. So I cut my baby teeth over at the other brand and um, Mr. Steve Mapes uh, was after me for about nine months. And when I turned, uh, I was saying I was 24 years old, I came over to Fidelity. So I've been here for, uh, this is my 15th year. Mm, so like um, here I am, yeah. Awesome. It's yeah. funny, cause when I first got started, 23 years back, I remember Fidelity was like the one, you know, you really wanted to get in and you couldn't even get an interview. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're new? Forget yeah. about it. I mean, it's back right. in the 90s, you know, they're like, Psh, don't even yeah. talk to us. And it's funny, years later, how they come to recruit you like, hey, you know, yeah. like, hey, where were you when I was new? You know, it's like, no, you had to cut those baby teeth. So I get well, it. it. Just, Good it advice, just Kathy. To, it, it just goes <laughs> to show you that they're strategic, right? Like, they want to bring on a revenue producer and I had uh, two years to build up some clientele and uh, create a name for myself. And when I did that, then they were after me and they, I've been there ever since. And I've had many opportunities to go elsewhere and I never have. And I'm so thankful for that because I got to this point today and I owe a lot to you know our company for getting me there as well. Yes. Likewise. Yeah. You're right. It's very true. Cause it isn't always just about an offer or more money or bigger territory. I mean, it's a, full package, yes, you know, absolutely. it's a big thing. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. And we, we love that you stay. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, when did you go from good to great? What did you do like to catapult your business? There's always a turning point I feel in careers when you when you're an organic grower. Yeah. Where did you go from good to great? Well, I, I look at it in two ways, professionally and personally, because I think that personally, if you have your whys, then you will always catapult your business, right? And naturally, uh, as I got to age 30-ish, I met my wife, I actually knew her from high school, um, and we kind of reconnected and went out on a date, got engaged quickly thereafter, um, got married, bought a house, and had two kids in three years. Wow. So personally, <laughs> you know, that helped me catapult my business because she stays at home full time with the kids, which is work, like working two jobs, but uh, I got to make ends meet. So per per personally, um, it was really important that I catapult my business to support my family. Um, professionally, though, I think it just took me a good five, six years of, you know, incubating information and just learning and gaining certain skill sets. I think it's, you can have success starting out when you first start out, but I think it's just going through those experiences and going through different markets and, you know, here we are in like a global pandemic, right? So we're going through a whole different type of market. In 2007, 2008, we had the mortgage meltdown. So there was another, you know, market to go through. So I've been through, you know, a lot in my short stint, in my 15 years of fidelity. And I think it's taught me a lot about, you know, how to run my business and how to um, kind of have an audible when things change. And I think it was probably around that six year market fidelity. I just started getting some momentum and learning how to create systems, which I'm a big fan of just having your own system and change it every, you know, maybe three, four times a year to make it better um, every quarter. And just learning from your failures. I mean, just like, I think you say often fail, fail forward, right? Just continue to, you know, give something a try, you know, and go for it. And if you fail, you learn, right? And move on to the next idea. So I think it was around that six year mark. I also moved from one territory to another and nothing wrong with the old territory I was in, but the new one I think was a better fit for what I wanted to accomplish as well. That's important. Yeah. You're calling on, that's for sure. You yeah. mentioned something early on when you answered this question about a big part of your shift was learning. Um, not everyone has a Jason Webb in their life that could give them guidance and that they can learn from. Yeah. I know I struggled a little bit learning many, many, many years ago when I got in and I would ask a question and somebody would say, you should know that by now. It was very challenging for me to learn. I felt was a, a big struggle. I kind of had to do it on my own. Where, what did you learn? Was it tools? Was it title? Was it sales skills? I think it was a combination of everything because we all know it takes a lot of different things to help you succeed in our business. And I, when I first started at Fidelity, they said, here's your Dell laptop create your own flyers, go get orders. That's literally how it started. I mean, I was by myself at, in my early 20s, right? And so now I see people joining our company and I'm like, you guys are spoiled. You have a coach, you have a social media director, <laughs> you have a connect system with uh, vetted technology, you have people creating your own marketing. Um, they tell you how to do it. I mean, there's so much that our company offers and I didn't have any of that. So I think it's, um, I've grown with the company in a sense because um, we've grown as a company quite a bit. And I think I've just, you know, I've taken advice that from your podcast and from what I see you, you know, coach about, and I take information from Chelsea about social media mm -hmm. and I, you know, spend a lot of time in our connect system, learning the products, not just 
you know, browsing through and just knowing what they do, but really actually utilizing them and getting people on demos and understanding how they work and how they benefit that agent's business. Um, I think it's just really diving in deep um, and, and teaching yourself uh, and then using those skills. I like that a lot. Speaking of like the tools and stuff, which ones are your three favorites? Um, I would say, you know, they, they change, right? Um, yeah. Right now, the biggest one, we're in a virtual selling world. So um, CRMs are huge, right? There's, so, yeah. there's still so many agents who don't use CRMs. And obviously, I'm biased. I think Sync and Real Geeks are great fits um, because, you know, Fidelity owns them. But that, that also allows me to understand them, you know, deeply and have the right connections there. So it's helped me really use that to my advantage with our, with our client base. And I would say, you know, Sync and Real Geeks. Um, I have another consultant that I work with um, down in Southern California, and he does um, Google My Business um, kind of syndication. And so a lot of agents in the last three, four months, um, I'm realizing they don't have really a great online presence. They don't have the correct branding. They may show up as closed on Google. They may not, may not even have a Google My Business profile set up. Uh, and they don't have any reviews online. So I've been identifying, you know, people that need help uh, in that area and then referring them to my consultant. We get on a 30 minute private demo and literally I have like an 85, 90% success rate with signups on the demo. Wow. So been a really huge tool is for that people. Product, is that guy in connect or no? He is not in connect yet. He's not, he's a, he's more of an independent consultant right now. And eventually he's going to form a company, but he's kind of like my self you know, marketing tool. Does he like. want more business? Of course. Yeah. Just come through <laughs> me. I'm just, I already know my people. I'm already yeah. getting emails and texts of coach. I want yeah. that nugget. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so that, that's, that, that'd be amazing. That's been a big, big impact for my business in the last three, four months. And then the last one I would say is um, back at you, uh, social media automation. They are, they're going to be in connect very, very soon. Um, they're getting approval pretty quickly here, but um, one thing I noticed that agents fail at is they don't, they're not consistent with their social media presence. I mean, some are very good at it, but that's a very small percentage. This system allows them to automate um, using their own internal content, you know, um, add their own custom content, automate their, their listings when they go live on MLS. Um, it creates single property sites. It, there's a lot of automation to it once you set it up. So I think that's been a big tool for me because a lot of agents are lost in that area. And so this system for a very small cost will automate all their social media. Efforts. So it's back at you media. Yes. Back at you media. They're based in uh, LA. Back as well. at you yeah, media. Back at you media. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's been great. Do they give them the content or the agent does their content? So they, um, they kind of have your own settings, but they, they create their own internal content. So they'll post on the agent's behalf and they have an algorithm. So if oh. 30 agents in one market are on it, it's going to be different uh, posting. So it's not going to look like it's the same post, which is, I think is huge because a lot of people, I see that. I see six of the same posts because they're using yeah. the same company. And then additionally, it's a social media calendar. They can set up their marketing plan for social media three months in advance on a calendar and upload their own custom content. They can automate their listing. So as soon as they click live on MLS, it automatically goes through four social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and we'll create a, an ad and they can actually pay and boost that ad through their account as well if they want to. And um, that is an ad on all those social media platforms. If someone clicks that ad, it takes them to a single property site with lead generation built in there as well. Oh, I like so it's, it. It's a really cool automated system. Good nugget. 
Yeah. Another good nugget. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. So if there was a sales executive in my group, in my elite clubber, one of my elite clubbers that said to you, I really want to crank up my business in Q3. Jason, what would be your best advice for someone that like really needs a good push? Um, I would say, um, you know, obviously we're in a very virtual selling world. I mean, literally hundred percent of the time now. So I would say if you were an outdoor professional before, become a very good indoor professional, you know, make sure you have the right camera, make sure you have the right microphone, make sure you have good speakers, make sure that you're showing up virtually just like you would professionally out, outside the office. That's number one. Um, two, um, I would say just get to know your products very well because we have so much time now sitting, you know, behind the screen to, um, you know, show our clients these vetted products that actually do work that will produce more deals for them every year. So, you know, we have a lot of people, a lot of resources in there, but be good at like, be great at five of them, right? Don't be good at all of them. Be great at five of them. Dive in deep, get on demos, learn those really, really, really well and take those to your clients, you know, and, and just become an expert at that. I love that. And also enroll into the virtual sales coaching program so I can help yes. you a hundred percent go virtual. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <That's a> little- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, it's true. We've gone virtually, you guys. It's like yeah. literally your business is totally changing. Just like Jason said, through the years without this whole pandemic, he was changing his business anyway and evolving it and making tweaks and twists. And now here we go being forced to do it. Yes. So we have to adapt with that change, which ultimately is great. People are doing more appointments virtually than they ever had before being out in the field. There is some definite pluses from it. And honestly, I think when this whole thing settles down and we go back to figuring out our new normalcy, we will have half virtual, half in person. I really think we should adapt to that way of doing business. It's, so it's definitely, I think it's here to stay. I mean, it's not going away and it's just gonna, yeah. people are finding out that it's very efficient and they can get a lot more done um, doing these virtual meetings. So it's time to get really good at it now. It's true. What in the shutdown besides Zoom? Because I think that's everyone's takeaway. You know, they've all been Zooming. Besides Zoom, what do you think is your biggest takeaway in the shutdown? Or that's um, something that's working for you? I think it's, 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 it's kind of a lot, but I think it's uh, your, discipl- your, your discipline is huge right now. I think it's very easy for our minds to wander, you know, being in this new environment. Um, I think it's, very easy, you know, sometimes to kind of let your mind float away and, and not stay disciplined like you would if, you know, things were the way they were before. So having, you know, people like you to follow and like Chelsea and other people using all those tips that you guys are always bringing out. Um, I think it's really important. I think you people really need to focus and concentrate very deeply right now. Um, I think that, yes, um, I think that our competitors outside of the FNF companies, um, they don't have what we have, you know, it's really time. I mean, we, I'm, I'm sure all of us were using all the resources before, mm-hmm. but man, I mean, we have an advantage right now to shine. I think other title companies are going to look at us like, wow, like it's like they really, we really separated in the race that there was before because of all the resources that we have now. And so, I'm just really trying to get good at everything we have because we have so much to offer and I don't want to like, you know, lose any of that. You're, that's such a good point. I love everything about that. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why you're in the top 10%. You know, what do you, what do you believe 
um, it takes to get in there and or stay in. For you, the top five, and now getting your way to top two, what does it take to get in and stay in? I think it's um, targeting the right business, right? I can target 100 agents that do eight deals a year, or I can target 20 who do 10 times that, right? So I think yes. it's targeting the right business. Um, I'm all about efficiency, right? The more you can fit in your day of, you know, productivity, um, the better outcome that you're, that you're going to have. And this is our time to really be a true consultant. I mean, we talk about products and they sound fancy and everything else, but I kind of like a broken record with this, but really be a, a consultant, you know, understand and identify their needs and truly come up with the right solution and, and that they'll benefit from that will fill that hole for them. So I think it's um, just really targeting the right business, being efficient, having systems, being very organized, you know, starting your day with a plan every single day. I mean, I'm, I'm a little OCD and I know what I'm doing six weeks from now at a certain time. And obviously that could, you know, will change. Things have to leave a little bit of room for flexibility, but not a whole lot. I mean, I have a planned schedule. I plan six weeks at a time. That's just, I've always done that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know what I have to do each day, how long it will take me and how much I can fit in into that day. So, what do you think your percentage is of actually doing the day that you, you know, put out for yourself? I would say I have a hard time leaving the office without almost being 100%. So I, I really don't want to leave anything left over. I don't like leftovers. Let's just eat it all now, you know? <laughs> um, that's kind of, I've always been that way. Like I, I, I want to cross every T, dot every I before I leave for the day. And obviously some days it doesn't happen and it I, I kind of weighs on me a little bit because I'm, I'm held myself accountable to get all those tasks done that I have set for the day. Um, but also I got to get home to the, my family as well. Yes, so that's important. Yes. Very good. I love that. Let's dive into mindset really quick. So let's say you're having a bad day or, you know, your day's off or, you know, there's rejection there or a client's mad. Like how does Jason get back into, you know, having the right mindset? What do you do? Um, I look over here at my family. Oh, <laughs> that's what I do. Honestly. I mean, we all have different lives and, and different blessings, but we all have blessings, right? We can all find blessings. And I literally, you know, I chalk it up and say, hey, it is what it is. I got a beautiful family that I get to go home to I have a roof over, over my head. I mean, it's the, it's the simple things in life. We're very simple, simple people. And I think that, you know, it can't, be any really worse. I mean, I can go home to my family and, and, and have that to look forward to. That's great. It's great. People r really are hungry for what direction do I go in when I feel like I fell off the wagon yeah. and it's just the simple things. That's such a great piece of advice, you know, or writing down your blessings or grabbing a picture, like that'll really get you back in your body. You know, that yeah. not everybody has that, you know, or well, not everybody woke up this morning. So it's, and you know, too, it's, it's sometimes you have to, and actually, um, Steve D, you know, said this early on and it kind of, you know, sometimes people say certain things and they stick with you and they, they kind of like repeat in your head, like yes. organically. Mm -hmm. And, and you probably have heard this, but you know, sometimes, you know, work wins, sometimes family wins. Right. And it's kind of the same thing during the day. Sometimes you have wins, sometimes you have losses, but as long as your wins are more than your losses, then you're ahead. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
it's just part of part of life, part of business, and you learn from it. I also feel that the wins don't come unless there's the losses, because right. in the losses is where we like revamp, regroup, get to ask ourselves. Like I at night say to myself, "What did I need to improve from today?" You know, yeah. or you know, how did that affect me, and and how did I handle it, and how did that make me feel? You know, because we all go through our ups and downs. Right now, everybody's doing this, Jason. It's this crazy roller coaster that everybody's on, you know? And so it's like nice to have these little nuggets from people who are rocking it with big business. What do you do to bring you back in your body? And it's just nice that you say, you know what? I count my blessings. And I think that's really- Well, and, and also it's, you know, in the last three weeks, we've been extremely busy with a lot of volume in our offices. And- I had a big plans for like a, every, I could do every single day, but I've had to kind of push some of those things aside and get in deep with my escrow team and, and really assist them too. Um, so I think, you know, you just got to do whatever it takes, right? I mean, keep your clients happy, you know, can, you know, keep prospecting, bringing in new business, but just, it, it's a balancing effort. It's not always going to be one thing or the other. It's not. So let's say, you know, you're not inside helping escrow, right? Which thanks for doing that. I know it's been rough and hopefully that, you know, settles up, my goodness. Um, let's say you're out trying to get those mega megas, you know, we're really on this push to going to high cal- ha- higher caliber targets. How sure. do you go after a mega agent? Well, I think you have to put your, your time into it before you start reaching out to them. I think it's you going on their websites, uh, looking up their stats, understanding where, you know, where they're doing their business, um, what tools they're utilizing. I mean, do as much recon on them as, as you can before actually talking to them. Um, because you won't really understand their needs and they may never tell you what their needs are. They're too busy, right? They're closing deals. They have a relationship. They're not always just going to tell you what they need help with. So it's up to us to figure it out. So I really vet my top producers and figure out, you know, I can go online and look at their website and I know what type of lead generation they're using just by looking at the bottom of the page or understanding their, their team members. Sometimes going through, a buyer's agent that's easier to access to connect with to talk to you know asking them hey like how's it on the team you know like how's your structure it's like doing a lot of recon so when you do get that opportunity with that top producer you're able to kind of speak their language and they'll be impressed by it they'll understand like you took the time to figure them out and then truly identify their needs and and give them a solution that they haven't heard of maybe there's something out there that that they haven't heard of before that fills a hole in their business that they'll thank you for people top producers will pay you back for those for that type of effort it's absolutely true so do you stop in your tracks when they tell you no the first time absolutely not Uh -uh. no you got to keep going you just don't give up they're not an easy nut to crack and the reality is people get really freaked out when someone says no or gives them objections or um you know yeah. rejects them or whatnot but it's it's the you got to keep going after it the one that keeps going is the one that's going to win it's the bottom line and it's and it's very easy we're human so it's very easy to get discouraged and and yeah. want to kind of quit or give up but it just takes that one time that you land the top producer that makes you feel like you can do it every time and I I, i've it. had one that i still work with i've had for five or six years now that i targeted for like four years literally four years i was not giving up i mean they do uh, media uh, channels on the news. I mean, they're doing all kinds of like good media, but um, they close probably around a hundred deals a year with me still. Damn. And I targeted that business for four years and I still have them today. Love those organic wins. Yes. 
Um, I know our time's running out, so I'm just gonna ask you a few more quick questions. Yeah. How are you about follow up? Is there a system or strategy you have to follow up? Absolutely. So we have Pulse, our CRM. Um, I'm a big uh, fan of tasking everything. If I have an appointment, uh, I complete it at a task. Um, I have a call with someone, um, depending on how that call goes or what I need to do, I task that with a certain date with, you know, what I need to, to follow up on. I task every single thing. So I get my daily pulse email and I look at, you know, my 25 tasks for the day. Those are the things I want to complete before the end of the day. Right. So I, I don't want to miss any opportunity and I've gained a lot of new business just by, you know, completing those tasks every single day. So that's, that's been a, um, a big win for me as far as using pulse for that. Do you um, use I, Pulse as you go or do you time block to import into Pulse? As I go, as I go. Well, I get that morning email with my tasks that are due. I kind of review those and kind of look at my day and, you know, figure out when I can complete the task. But I kind of do it um, as I have a conversation or I have, you know, as I do an email exchange or a texting conversation, I, I just go right into Pulse because I don't want to forget while it's on my mind. So that, but I've also, since I've been a teenager, um, I've been a big proponent of following up on things. I have, it's kind of silly, but when I was 13, 14 years old, I would have a post-it note and put what I had, my chores I had to do for the weekend and how long they would take me. And I would mark them off when I finished. And I, and I still do that today in the, in the digital way, but it's just kind of been in my DNA. Like, yeah, I, I love that. I That's an excellent problem. habit. Right. Yeah. That's why you're so successful. It works. Time blocking, being regimented. That let that little OCD is working to your advantage. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. Victory swiping? Are you victory swiping when done? Oh yeah. No, that's that's the pulse. That's the completing the task, right? That's, yeah, that's I love my, it. That's my swiping. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And then how do you balance being a hardworking sales executive and a husband and a dad? How do you do it all? Um some days it's not Perfect, right? Um, some days work wins, some days home home wins, right? Um, but I think what what I try to do most is set an example for my kids. I have a five and a four year old, mm -hmm. and they know how hard I work. Um, I'm very very blessed to have an understanding wife who allows me to take the after hours phone calls or after hours emails. Um, I mean, I really am blessed to have an understanding spouse who you know, allows me to do those things because those, some of those things that I do after hours, you know, have allowed me to be successful because of people seeing my commitment to them. And, you know, some nights you can't do it. Right. But I'm very understanding of that. And I'm just committed. You know, I, I hold myself accountable before the whole COVID thing happened. I was uh, coaching uh, my son and daughter's T-ball team. Right. So me and two buddies were coaching two practices a week with four or five year olds. It's, you know, quite a bit of, commitment yeah, and effort. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I signed up to be a coach and it's almost like I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew it was going to be extra time off my day, but I wanted to commit to it, to hold myself accountable, to be involved. I would be involved anyways, but really made sure that I'm there every single second. So um, I'm a big family guy. I go home every single night. I rarely go out with the buddies even before this whole COVID thing happened, you know, maybe once or twice a, a month, but I'm home every night for dinner and, and, and the routine to hang out with my family. Yeah. I love that so yeah. much. Yep. And before I let you go, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you. You're awesome. You're just so interesting to listen to. And we're so grateful for you in business. What do you know for sure? Um, 
there's a lot of things that cross my mind, but I think the number one thing I take away is your reputation. Hmm. I think that it's, it's a very um, big topic because every single day, every conversation, every action you take, you have the chance to keep a good reputation or, or create a bad one, right? Or negative one. So, um, and also creating the right reputation that you're a professional, that you're a problem solver, that you're reliable, that you follow through, that your, your team is great. So I think, you know, reputation, we all have control over that, right? How we respond to things, how we carry ourselves, how we help people. Um, so I think that that's the one thing I know for sure is that having a good reputation is vital to be successful in our business. You're absolutely right. I love that. That actually gave me chills. That's an important piece, you guys. I hope you really take note on that. Before we hang up, I just wanted to say, what advice do you have for people that hang on to their great ideas, hang on to the stuff that they know or maybe was given to them and then they hang on to? You are so great about sharing. What, what do you want to say about that? Um, that's the one thing I think about our company, the culture. I think it's, you know, we need to be more open and, and share because it's, you know, when you do good, you receive good, I feel like, right? When you put out good in the universe, you get the good back, right? So if you're holding on to these ideas that someone could benefit from, then you may be losing out from what they can teach you as well, right? So I think it's just sharing um, between each other is going to help both sides be successful. I agree with that. Jason, thank you so much for being a standout, for yeah, being our spotlight guest today, for no all of your words of wisdom, for sharing your nuggets. We appreciate you so much. Keep killing it out there. Love watching you grow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take right. care. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye.